You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Welcome back to the Best Practices Show, where we have one goal here, to make you better, make your practice better, and make your life better. And with that today, I've got an old friend of mine, Lacey Phillips, on today. We're going to be talking about one of the most important things in your practice. It's called predictability. Because if you don't have it, you can lose your mind and why systems are so important, how to create systems. And if you've owned a dental practice for any amount of time, you know how critically important they are. So, Lacey, thanks for being on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, so right off the bat, you called me an old friend. And, I, and I don't, I'm not real sure if that's like you've been a friend for a long time or if you're calling me old now, Kirk. I'm not calling you old at all. I'm, <laughs> old, I'm way older than you. Like, I, I just, I'm sorry. I should, I, said a, I should have said good friend or regular or industry friend or colleague. I don't know. I'm kind of painting I, I myself just, in a corner I it now. Was great. Right but away. I was like, okay. It's been a while since I've had you on though. It has. It's been a couple of years. So it's been this a couple is, of years. A good catch up for us. It is a good catch up for you, for for us for both of us because I always learn yeah. a ton from you, and uh-huh. you have got a lot of great experience in dentistry. Now, let's start here. I always want people to know who they're listening to because we got a lot of young listeners, a lot of new listeners. So, who is Lacey Phillips? Oh my gosh. Well, I have been in the dental industry for 30 years this year. So maybe you're not that much older than me, Kirk. Uh, I started out as a chair site assistant while I was going to college and I worked in a lot of, um, I say a lot, that makes me sound crazy, but I worked in some very high-end cosmetic practices, learned an amazing amount of dentistry itself, and then um, kind of stepped out of the practice and started coaching and speaking. And in 2012, Bonnie Pugh and I started Practice Dynamics, our our coaching company. We work with dentists and teams all across the United States, helping with systems, teams, and technology. And then, of course, my passion, my favorite thing in the world is I get to go everywhere and speak. Yeah, that's awesome. And you live in a beautiful part of this great country where you get all four seasons. That's right. Oh, it's so awesome. It's so awesome. Okay. So let's talk about the why. You know, you have been doing this for quite some time, working with great practices all over. You know, you probably talk to dentists too, and they're like, well, I don't need systems. I don't need any, right? Why are systems so important in dental practice? 
well, you started it out perfectly. Consistency, predictability. Um, let's put it this way. If you are a team member and you're listening to this show, if you're a team member and you've ever said, oh, I had no idea that was my job or wow, I I don't even have a job title or responsibilities, or I have no idea how to do that. Or you're responsible for training somebody and you're not even fully trained yourself. Okay. So this, these are the things that we're talking about right now. Systems, documented, um, actually maybe organized and put into categories. So no matter where you are, or what you're doing, you know where to go to find any answers that you need. Right. Yeah. And it becomes amazing training manual as well. And I just find Kirk, it, it's something we don't have in dental practices. It's kind of crazy to me. You know, we go in and there's sticky notes framing your monitor, or you've got a composition notebook over here and a composition notebook over here, random pieces of paper with what happens if we need to change the paper in the care credit machine, you know, or what happens if we need to change the toner in the printer. And these are systems, right? Um, how do we set up for a four surface composite posterior? How do we set up the room for this? How do we sterilize? These are systems. And while for the most part, I feel like we know how to do them, having it actually documented and organized and in one place for the entire team, it just doesn't happen. And it's something we need. Yeah, now you're talking my jam. But but Lacey, yeah. we did that 10 years ago. We have a manual somewhere around here. Have you ever sure. heard that one? Oh, for sure. Yeah. What are, your, they, what, are your, what are your thoughts when you hear that one? I hear this one. We have a handbook, okay? Mm -hmm. The handbook's like, I don't know, nine, 10 pages. And they did it 20 years ago. They did it 10 years ago. What I'm talking about is a SOP manual, a standard operating procedure manual. And it's a living, breathing document. I'm so glad you brought that up. It's a living, breathing document. It changes as your procedures change, as your systems change. Maybe you don't accept all third party financing anymore. Maybe you use different vendors for different things, right? And so uh, things change, life changes, procedures change. We have to document that and keep those up to date as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because if it isn't written down, it doesn't exist. And That's you talk, right. so, but Lacey, I don't have time to update these things. Like when would I do that? Do you ask team members to go? I'm asking you the questions that I hear all sure. the time. Like, sure. do you ask team members to go home and do that after work? Like, how do I constantly update this living, breathing document that guides our processes? Sure. Well, so I'll tell you a story uh, about, I don't know, three or four years ago maybe even more than that. You know, Bonnie and I travel all over the United States. We work with different teams all over the United States. And they would say, hey, do you have a uh, financial policy for patients out of network? And so we'd whip one up real quick, right? And we'd put it on their letterhead and then they would have it. And they'd say, hey, do you have a system for tracking lab cases? And so we'd type one up and we'd, you know, put it there. And, and pretty soon what we realized is throughout all of our clients, we we're writing an SOP manual, and we have all of, we're writing all of the forms to go with it. It took us a good three years, Kirk. I'm not kidding to put all this together. This is not, this is not something that you just all of a sudden on the weekend, or you send homework home with your team to get this done. But there's a, a nice, concise, consistent way to get it done uh, that we have found, right? Yeah. And so it does take a lot of time. 
once you get the foundation, once you get it and you have a working table of contents, you go, oh, you know what? We're not using this vendor anymore. I'm just going to run over here. I'm going to copy and paste. I'm going to delete that out and put in the new vendor and the contact information. And we go about it. The other really nice thing is you use your leads. You use your team leads, right? So you have a business team lead, you have a clinical team lead, you have a hygiene team lead, and maybe even now you have a marketing lead. Yep. And so you you use those leads and the capacity in which we put them in that role. Hey, if something new, if something changes, if something is different in your department, in your category, um, please let me know so that I can update the SOP manual. And again, it's digital right? It's a Word document, or you can lock it down as an as a PDF. Um, but it's digital so that it's easy to do. Yeah, 100%. You can do it on Google Docs so everybody can add to it. Um, and it becomes easy. The other thing too, you use the magic word, it does take time. And it's an investment in time. And the thing that we've learned the hard way or in a better way or just understanding is like the time that's invested right now, because it is hard work, don't get me wrong. You're saving thousands and thousands of hours in the future by committing an hour or two hours to getting this fully documented. You're also sure. reducing the drag on the whole practice like the resistance aspect of things because people can do their jobs a little bit more concisely and predictable. It's it's of huge benefit to everybody oh, the practice serves, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, it's that whole, you don't know what you don't know, but it's written down somewhere. If somebody could just find it, we might know. Yeah, that is so funny. <laughs> Well, let me, let me throw some more curveballs I get. Like, uh, yeah, but you don't understand. Like, I, f I feel like I'm insulting my team members if I'm asking them to write it all down or if I'm telling them how to do it. You've heard that one also. Yeah, and, and I go back to uh, this is part of the leadership. Right. This is part of supplying education resources and the tools to our team to ensure that they're as successful as they can possibly be. And so I think that one's kind of a mindset. We have to change the mindset in that I'm asking you to write these things down because I want I want to make sure, hey, let's say um, Lacey's gone today. I'm sterilization assistant and I'm gone today. I'm out and somebody else needs to pick up this pace for me. Somebody else. And, and here's they've never done it before. Oh, I can pull out the SOP manual, go to sterilization, and it's going to take tell me exactly about the statum, the cold sterile, the hot sterile, you know, where do things go? How do I use it? What do I do? It would even allow the doctor, if need be, to jump in and do some things maybe that doctor isn't used to doing. But it's a leadership role in getting this together for our team. Yeah. I know when I was a team member just starting out, I didn't receive great training. I mean, they pretty much threw me in a chair that rolled, handed me a um, one spigot that squirted water and air, which was not necessarily a great thing to hand to me when I was 22. Um, and then they handed me another device that would actually suck things up. And they said, ready, go. And there wasn't a lot of training to explain to me what am I doing as a chairside assistant? The SOP manual takes the place of that as well. It becomes your training manual and it allows anybody in the office to go to any certain place and find out, hey, this is how I do it. Yeah, and this is my new thread for the month because we have a brand new team member on and she brought up this point and I'm like, I totally agree with you and I haven't heard that in a while. So she said that you, we have to remember in dentistry that the admin team members often 
get the least amount of training. They're thrown into, so there aren't, I mean, there are some good, there's some great coaches and consultants out there. There are some good courses, but not widely. So the admin team members, like everybody's important in dental practice, don't get me wrong. But that that process, and and let me couple with this, ask any dentist who thinks that's an easy job, just work it for a day. You know what I mean? What are your thoughts about that specific role and how important the systems are up there? Oh, you're 100% right. We have CE courses for doctors, of course. We have CE courses for hygienists. Now we even have CE courses for uh, chair-side assistants, which is amazing. But here you have the person working your business office. They have to understand business metrics. They have to make sure that the business is growing and that it's healthy. They have to know everything there is to know about ADA coding and not committing fraud and putting things correctly on a claim form and narratives. Oh, don't even get me started on narratives. narrative is the why. Why did we do what we did today? And yet you're asking a business team member who's never sat in that rolling chair and snuggled knees and nose with you and watched you do dentistry to make sure that we're not committing fraud and that we have the narrative correct. And um, we ask them to educate our patients about dentistry and we don't give them any of this training whatsoever. And it's crazy to me. I say this all the time in a billing course. We put a lot of responsibility on our business team members with information they, they normally would not get. Right. Just think about this if you're listening. What if your admin team team members were given the opportunity to be 10% better? What would be the impact on your practice? It'd probably be exponential over the course of your career. Now you're talking like, damn, so I have so many questions for you. Do you have like two hours? Okay. I do. I do. (laughs) I have nothing going on today at all. (laughs) Okay. So a couple other things. So um, I hear this one too. You know, we've written systems. I've done that. And what happens when the team members don't follow the systems? What, What would you suggest in that case, Lacey? Well, I'm going to go back. This is a leadership issue, Kirk. It's leadership. And look, I get it. Dentists go to dental school to become dentists. What makes them happy is being in the patient's mouth and changing lives and doing beautiful dentistry, making people feel healthy and whole again. But guess what? When you bought that practice and when you hired team members, you became a leader, whether you like it or not. You are a leader by default and you can either be a great leader or you could be a bad leader. That's totally up to you, but you're a leader regardless. So when anybody tells me I can't get my team to do this, or we wrote all of this, we took the time to do it, but they don't ever use it. That's on you. That Amen. is 100%. So drop the mic, episode over. Bam, yeah. that's it. That's it. That's okay. on you. You couldn't have said that better. Now, a couple other things too. <laughs> So there's a big debate on systems, you know, are systems big, long written paragraphs that are narratives or are you one of those people that enjoys checklists? I see both sides. Now I'll tell you, I'm a checklist guy. I prefer checklists. It, my brain is not that big. So like I need the simple skinny down version, but if you were to define like what efficacy, like of a system, is it more of a checklist or of a a written narrative situation? Who, what, when, how? and why. Okay. So who's responsible for it? What is it that we're doing? When does it get done? 
why are we doing this? And then the how. The how is the brutal part because I'll tell you, in, in the clinical section of our SOP manual, we have step-by-step -step instructions on this is how you set up a room for every single procedure that's done in the practice. Right. Then we have, okay, the doctor's going to come in. They're going to triage. They're going to put the Q-tip with the um, topical in, and then they're going to anesthetize and probably leave the room for a little bit while the while the doctor is gone, this is what you're going to be doing. So there is a place for check marks or for um, for checklist, absolutely. But your SOP manual is detailed. Mm -hmm. It's very detailed. So awesome. Now you can disagree with me on this or add anything, but like one of the things that I love is more so than the actual app. Uh, task of creating the systems. We understand what big businesses do. The, you know, And when I was a young consultant, it was crazy because when you went and helped a dentist get organized, you put systems in place. Just by putting systems in place, they became more profitable. Now, I was 25. I didn't really understand why. Then I started to understand, well, they were able to create greater outputs with less human effort. That's why companies like Starbucks can provide full-time benefits on part-time employment. It's because their output per square foot in some of these stores. Now, we're not asking people to do that, but you've heard this, and I found this to be true, and, you, and again, you can disagree with me, but if you're a dentist listening and your team compensation is 33%, I'll just tell you no one is happy. You're not happy, they're not happy, and they're exhausted and you're probably people dependent and you're thinking, well, I got to, I'm not profitable. Well, one of the ways that you can make things better is just get it more organized and turn it into systems a little bit. And you're going to watch that percentage go down. You could even argue that you could pay your team members more because they're able to do more. I mean, what's been your experience with that component? You're dead on. I'm not going to argue with you at all. You are dead on. Efficiency, right? It's working smarter, not harder. It's it's also utilizing your technology and these techniques so that you have more one-on-one -on -one contact with the patient. You're actually building, this is allowing time. It's putting time back on the clock and it's allowing time for you to be more patient focused and less system driven because the systems are in place and because we have consistency and resources and we know how to do it. Um, I love the fact that you brought up Starbucks. If you guys haven't read the Starbucks experience, go get it, download it, read it today. Super easy read, amazing read. I mean, just think anybody who likes coffee. And if it's not coffee, then think baking because who doesn't like a good baked goods, right? If a baker just was like, oh, that says a cup, but you know, I'll just scoop it and throw, and then we'll see what happens, right? Think about with your Starbucks or your favorite coffee. If they kind of eyeballed it and was like, eh, let's see if this is enough here. I'm going to taste it. Oh, yeah, that's too sweet. Things like this don't happen just willy-nilly. Starbucks didn't happen. Your drinks don't happen. Baked goods. All of this, it doesn't happen because somebody eyeballed it or somebody threw somebody in a chair and said, here, figure it out on your own. That's not how great things happen. Great things happen because there's systems and there's organization and there's consistency and predictability. Yeah, I love how you said that. And really, ultimately, if you're if you're if you're a systems fan, you understand that you're able to give energy to things that matter. You can actually focus on the people that are in front of you. And I've, if if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, Lacey, I was a three time employee of the month at Applebee's when I was in college. And so, like, I understand, and I didn't have a clue to what I was doing half the time. I knew how to make a Bahama Mama bacon cheese chicken grill, and I knew that the pickle had to be on the kale down on the right hand side at forty five degrees. I don't even know why I still know that, you know. But the fact was is that you 
didn't think about what you were doing, whether you liked Applebee's or not. It was just like it was a it was a systems driven thing. So it was easy to make people laugh, help them enjoy their time, all that stuff. And the same thing happens in a dental practice is you could start to focus on patient care. I got to ask you, like, what are some of your favorite systems? Like if you're like speed oh. round, speed. Okay. Speed round. Ding, 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 ding. First favorite for, well, you don't have to be exact with this, but like, give me okay. your top, all top right. give me one of your top five favorite systems that you put in place. And you're like, Ooh, they're going to love this. Dynamic verbal skills. Ooh, tell me more. Tell me more. I love verbal it. skills. Um, I, I, we have scripts, yes, but I don't ever expect anybody to read from a script. Here's yeah. what I expect. I, as a business team member, I want to know what periodontal disease is. I want to know why we do periodontal maintenance rather than a prophy. I want to understand pockets and percation and what is the disease and why is there no cure for it? And so that when the patient steps out from the hygiene room and comes to the business office to have a conversation with me and they look at me and say, nobody's ever told me that before, that I can continue the education that our hygienist started. Um, I need business team members every single team member needs to be an extension of other team members if we're talking about tooth surface i need to understand what that is if something's hot rather than cold like dynamic verbal skills and education allow us to have educated conversations with a patient when we were never there when they received the initial education yeah i right? love that so Verbal skills for me are my verbal skills are my life. I love verbal skills. So that's the first system is having everything written down. Like, how do you answer the phone? How do you set the voice message? How do you forward calls? Um, if it's an emergency patient that calls at three o'clock in the afternoon, is it really an emergency? And how do we vet that? How do we discuss, mm -hmm. you know, how do we discover that verbal skills? are my favorite. Yeah, I love that. Language matters. Totally agree. And you know what? You what? know what, Kirk? People don't think that verbal skills or communication is a system. 100%. What? Yeah, they say, crazy. Like, if you if you think about it, though, a lot of times they don't put the effort into the verbal skills, sounding professional, being professional. I have so many offices call and say to me, um, so Lacey, how would you like, how do you say this? And I always say to them, if, if it was your mom, if it was your sister, if it was your brother or somebody that you knew, how would you have that conversation? Like, why do we make things a white elephant in the room? Let's just have an open, honest, adult, professional conversation. Let's find out what the trigger is. What is the issue? What's holding us back? And then be a solution, like mm -hmm. offer a solution. Absolutely. Yeah. Language matters. And if you've ever been in the serving industry, you know this. I mean, and this has been an age old exercise. If you're a dentist and you're struggling with how to communicate this with your team, go to a really nice restaurant. Now, don't get hung up on the, well, this is a really expensive restaurant. Yes, right. that's true. Go to another restaurant and just watch how they verbally interpret what they do. And you're going to see you're going to pay four times more and be happy that you did so because they were use words like prosciutto, you know, um, and you know, mozzarella. I don't even know what that is, but I'll take, I'll take two of them, you know? Right. And we have a wine from the Cote region, like, mm, you know, like uh, right. it, people can create value with words. And so you, you have to remember that in a sea of sameness, I, I completely agree what separates you and you're distinct and you guys are all aligned in what you say. And also too, Lacey, a good part of writing systems is it gives the doctor the perfect opportunity to get everybody aligned. We talk about vision and execution, but a lot of times people don't spend a lot of time on alignment. Alignment matters, you know, as your procedures change, as your 
restorative philosophy changes. As you decrease your participation in PPOs, like everybody's got to be razor aligned and that happens through your systems, right? Right, right. And and the other thing with that too is, so my second favorite, because yeah. you asked, well, is conflict management and um, like, how do we, how do we deal with each other when we're not in the best mood or how, how do we deal with something when our, when we get our feelings hurt? And if there's an actual system for that and, and everybody doesn't just blow it off and then it gets worse and it becomes this bomb that's been fused in the office. Uh, if we actually have adult conversations with each other and we learn how to deal, I always say it doesn't have to be conflict. It has to be a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like let's actually just talk about what just happened and how did it affect our patients? How did it affect our team? And how, what do we need to do to make sure this doesn't happen again? And I get those calls again all the time. Well, she did this. She, she's never here on time for AM huddle and it affects everybody else. Um, the way she talks to us, we, we feel like she talks down to us. Okay. Does she know that? Does she like, does she know? Okay. We start seeing patients at eight. We have an AM huddle at 745. I want you here in the door, 730 in your operatory, in your rolling chair, ready to go. You're at the AM huddle at 745. We are seeing patients at eight. Has that been clearly defined? Is it documented somewhere? Yeah. So the, again, wait, now you're dropping a huge pearl on us. This is awesome. So like if you're experiencing conflict, you actually have a system that you suggest. Is it like a suggestion box or does everybody have a little mason jars and then you just write what the miss was on that? Like, give us a little hint. You don't have to share the whole recipe, but like a little hint. It's, it's actually sure. a system, a usable, regular way to create, minimize discrepancies in your practice. 100%. So first and foremost, you have an actual conversation with the person that you feel a rift with, right? right? You go to them and you say, hey, can can we sit down, just the two of us, and can we just have an open adult conversation? And you learn how to use your words. You don't say, you hurt my feelings. Um, I think you're a jerk. <laughs> you know? this, this is not the conversation we're having. We're saying, right. I feel like maybe there's a conflict or maybe some struggle between the two of us and it's affecting the office it's affecting patients so let let's get it out there in the open and let's be aware of this and then how do we how do we work better together and yeah. am i misinterpreting your intent or your words or is that really what you mean yeah i love that and really that's one of the biggest biggest life lessons ever i try to teach my kids this you go right Absolutely. to the person Instead of triangulating with others about somebody else. And that's really healthy, common conversation. And you find that the more that you do it, the better things get. I used to be like, I, I still am a wuss, but like I was so afraid of doing that. And then I started doing it and I'm like, wow, that didn't go as bad as I thought. And wow, right. now I'm getting used to it. Now we're just calling it out. And wow, I'm getting older and it's getting easier, you know? And so it's it's really, really fun. And sometimes, and, and sometimes you just say, Hmm. Let me, let me tell you back what I just heard or right. how I interpreted that. And you tell me if that's how you meant it. Love right? it. Intention and impact. I freaking love it. Give us one last one of your favorites. I, I love both of those. Any last one. I mean, I'm a, I'm a systems freak. I want a system for the toilet okay. paper and dental offices. <laughs> like I like well, anything that you're struggling with that's inconsistent. Well, sure. Most of the times it could be solved with a system, correct? 
Yeah. So let's talk marketing as even systems, right? So I love asking this question from the stage. How many of you right now in the room have a website and you have team pictures on it and some of those team members no longer work for you? Every hand goes up. Right? right. Um, that's a system. That's a system. So even marketing, um, who's on an annual photo shoot, you just know that every single year we're going to have a photo shoot and everybody's going to, we're going to work in the morning. We're going to take the afternoon off. We're going to eat lunch together. We're going to beautify ourselves, put our faces and our hair on. We're going to look professional. Uh, the clinical team is going to match our colors. The business team is going to look professional and they're going to match our marketing and our logos and our brand. And we're going to have pictures every single year. And um, maybe we invite some of our favorite patients to be a part of the artwork in our office. But this is a system, right? I absolutely love it. I love it. You're not thinking about it. You just do it every single year. Keeps you up to date. Now, another debate that comes up because systems are a popular thing in dentistry is the amount of systems. You've heard experts get a, there's 338, I don't know if there's 338 systems in a dental practice, but if you were a young dentist listening to this, what would you say? Like, what would you say? Like, there's really probably 30 to 40 really important ones or maybe 10. I mean, what are your, what's your gut? I, I don't quantify it. <laughs> I'm, not gonna quanti I'm not because think about it. It's where do you park? Right. Okay. So here's how I explain it. It's everything from the moment you pull into the parking lot in the morning to the moment you pull Love out of it. the parking lot. Where do you park? What door do you come in? Is that an alarm or do you use your key? When you get there, like are the computers already turned on? Are you booting up the computer? What's your username, your password? Oh, by the way, we don't share those. You know, I mean, it's everything. Yeah. So what, what are the important ones? Every one of them for me. Yeah. And again, it takes a lot of time to get it there, but once it's there, it's really nice. Yeah, you are speaking my jam and I love it. And I really think it's one of the most important things you could ever do as a business owner, as a team member. Heck, if building a family, you need systems in place. Oh, a regular sure. way to do things that we don't Absolutely. have to spend our mental energy thinking about things. You know, we're just right. doing them. And so- yep. Cool, cool, cool. Any last thoughts you have, Lacey, on this super hot oh my gosh. topic? Yeah, so I'm going to give you some ideas on how to get started. Okay, so here's what here's what I tell everybody to do is let's go by categories. You're going to have ownership, HR, admin, business, clinical, hygiene, and marketing. Okay, so if you love spreadsheets, create an Excel sheet and those are tabs at the bottom of your spreadsheet. Now you're going to start a list of what do we currently have? Does it need to be updated or do we not have this at all? Okay, and so under every single tab, you're just going to start like um, admin might be parking. Where does everybody park? Right. Um, how many what vacation days do we get a year? How does my PTO accumulate? Is it even PTO or do I get sick days and some vacation days? If the doctor's gone, what are we doing? OK, so you just start putting them out there and the different columns are. Do we have it? Yes or no. Does it need to be updated? Yes or no. Do we need to completely create it? So just start with making a list. Yeah. And then as you're and then you get a Word document or a Google document and you start building. Remember, it's what what is the system? Uh, AM huddle who the entire team is responsible for it when AMs uh, and then why? Because it starts our day with communication. And then how do we do it? How do we Love do it, it step by step? And so that's how you do it. And and 
again, it takes a while and it's an entire team process, but you put one person in the lead. Now, I'm, I'm happy to tell you guys, you don't have to reinvent the wheel if you don't want to. Bonnie and I have an SOP manual. It's 260 plus pages. It is all of those categories. It is a ton of systems and we have 100 plus forms that go along with all of those systems. So if you don't feel like reinventing the wheel and you want some help, we got your back. Um, and the other thing is I talked about those verbal skills. And and for years, people have told me, you need to write a book, you need to write a book. Um, and so Bonnie and I finally wrote a book. We have the Dynamic Verbal Skills ebook. It's an electronic book. It has all kinds of scripts for every single situation that you could possibly be in. And um, you guys can contact us. We're happy to share our knowledge with you. Yeah, I want one. Where do I get it? <laughs> so just tell the listeners. So we'll put it in the show notes. Like, where can okay. I go? Do we, do we yeah. have to? Okay, go ahead. You could just go to the website, which is practicedynamics.net, or you can email me directly. It's Lacey, L-A-C-I dot Phillips, P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S, at practicedynamics.net. And I'd be happy to get you the information for anything that you guys need. Yeah, well, I'm getting my first copy. So like, you got it, babe. <laughs> no, it, it's so important. If you guys are listening, like, you, you know, the whole goal of this is to bring some great information, make dentistry a little bit easier. And you're listening to a great coach that's been around and, you know, and has learned a few things. So it's worth your time to go and get that resource and share it with your team. You know, Absolutely. so, so important. So thank you for being on Lacey. I always enjoy our conversations. I gotta I have can't you... wait to see you in person and give you a big hug. I know, I know, I know. And hopefully that'll be soon. I mean, meetings yes. are coming back. Um, yes. And so hopefully you can make that happen soon. But thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate this. Thank you for inviting me back. It's always great to visit with you. That's awesome. Well, stick around with say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. If you enjoyed today, which I know you did, do us a favor, just hit the share button, share this with your friends, and keep sending us suggestions for things that you guys want to see. Make sure you get Lacey's book and reach out to her. I promise you, you'll enjoy it. And until we see you guys next time, keep watching the Best Practices Show. You guys enjoy your day. There you have it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Best Practices Show. I hope you sure did enjoy it. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We are always here for you. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you consume podcasts. And if you really enjoy it, you can leave a comment or a four or five star review. But until we see you next time, keep watching the Best Practices Show.